What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Run Your Mouth Podcast. Uh, we still exist. I hope you didn't forget about us. Hold on a second. Smooth start. Studios in disarray. What's up, everybody? I'm back. I'm sorry. You know, I hope you didn't find other podcasts and take me off your list of things that you listen to. You know what I learned? I'm just not good at multitasking, but we're done. I mean, I got to actually film the end of year thing, but it's finished. It's written. I got all the slides put together. We're going to be going after all the biggest things that went down this past year. So show the fuck up. Show up to the shell, people. If you're out there, get your shit together and come out to the shell. Uh, it's in New Hampshire. I got the Shedcast boys. Got some local hilarious comedians I've known for a long time. And, uh, you know, I, I wasn't able to broadcast for a while because I was working really hard on that. And now we're back because I'm finished. So, you know. Isn't this fun? Getting back together. The whole gang. We're all here. Uh, also, I worked out my uh, dispute with the uh, company that streams the show. So the worker strike is over. Uh, sadly, part of the new contract was that I did have to broadcast on Christmas. They made me do a first episode on Christmas. But, you know, it's not my holiday. I got to be honest. Things are a little bit too quiet, which is why I insisted on broadcasting on Christmas. Because the, the, the whole building shut down. I don't even throw. What do people do on Christmas? Do you guys, like, get all fucked up? Uh, like the night before that everyone just stays in all day. Is there like some sort of requirement that once you put on your, uh, your pajamas, you're like, you're not allowed to like then do anything else. I honestly don't get it. I don't get why my building feels like it's like an apocalypse situation going on that I literally don't see anybody here. I, I haven't seen anyone all day. I mean, during work days, you got kids running around in the hallway. You got people that are sitting around and I'm like, don't these people have jobs? And then all of a sudden Christmas comes around. And there, there's there's nobody. There isn't a sight to be seen. All right, let's uh let's get into some some catching up. Before we get into the news, let's do some catching up. Uh, because I've had a bunch of things happen in my life. I don't know what's happened in your life, but I've had some big development in my life. Because aside from having to deal with uh trying to put together uh my end of year thing, which is uh quite the endeavor, it's quite the project. I don't like working that hard. I'm gonna be honest. Maybe you guys you actually have real jobs, you show up every day, you clock in, you punch in, you punch out, uh, you got a manager, he's keeping tabs on you, you gotta actually get all your work done. That's not my lifestyle, that's not the way I'm living. Uh, and so you know, once a year I have to actually sit down and work hard. I don't like it, I'm not cut out for hard work. That's not what I'm about. That's not why I tried to become a comedian and then a podcaster and then work jobs while I was doing all that stuff, anyways. Uh, we're back because I got to make that heat money. You know, it's too cold to be, uh, to be just bundling up and we got sponsors. I got them coming after me. You know, it wasn't just the network dispute that insisted that I work on Christmas. You also got companies like Yo Kratom. You got Sheath sponsoring us a whole year going, Hey, Christmas time's the best time of my year. You can't just not be running episodes when I'm trying to hit my profit margins. Jake's been shoe. They're sending me emails. They're like, yo, we got to be making that Christmas money. If your fans aren't supporting us on the Christmas season, getting CBD products using promo code Rob or RYM, depending on which these websites are on. And if you jumble it together, you don't get paid on the ad reads. That's not the way to do ad reads. But we're rusty. I've been off a whole week. All right. It's also, I'm hungry. I just went through a breakup with my uh, with my local sandwich shop. They actually fed me chicken out of my own garbage. And uh, you guys might be wondering what happened there. So, you know, go plug the, go check out the Shedcast. We got into that on the Shedcast because, uh, yeah, I went through a breakup with my sandwich shop. They were, uh, they tried feeding me cheese. I've eaten the same sandwich at this place. I'm a person, I like my routines. You know, a lot of people, they're very adventurous. And it's not like I don't like going on the road and having adventures, but I'm home. You know, I like living the same day every single day. I like, I, I like a good Groundhog Day type lifestyle. 
pass the same people in the street. You say hello to them, go to the same coffee place, say what's up to that guy. I like a good routine. I like eating the same sandwich at the same time every single day, trying to broadcast with you people. Uh, and then, you know, just doing what I do. I, that's what, that's the way I like to live my life. Uh, and, uh, sandwich places, sadly, they like to poison you with cheese. If you're, uh, they can look at your face. I don't know what happened. You know, I used to be a cool person, but now they can just take a look at your face and they can go, Hey, I think this guy's got uh IBS. I think he's lactose intolerant. Why don't we feed him some cheese? Why do this guy looks like he's enjoying his life today? Why don't we fuck it up? Like it's a, there's like a big cheese movement. I think they're, they're working with the FBI. That's what they do. Cause the FBI, you know, they haven't gotten the domestic terrorism title yet. They can't show up to my house yet and just take me, you know, they, they can censor us. They can do their best to shadow bans us, but luckily Elon Musk, he's taken over the Twitter platform. They can't shadow ban us as easily on those platforms. Maybe on the other platforms, maybe on the other platforms, they can be taking down our information, but you know what they can do? They can do everything they can to make your life more of a nuance, like uh, like more uh, uh, fidgety so that you just start coming off like a yelly maniac. That's what they want to do. That's why they want digital currencies. So they can just turn you off from your money and you're out in the street streaming about how they turned you off from your money. And everyone's like, all right, that's a crazy person. And that's what they do. So they call up the, the sandwich shops. They give out pictures, you know, like in a movie when you get the runaways and they get the warning sign about like, oh, these people are on the run. Well, I'm convinced that's what the FBI does. They reach out to these restaurants, they give you a picture, and they say, feed this man cheese, because then instead of talking about the news, he's going to yell about how you're trying to poison poison him. And then, it's a working scheme. I mean, how much time have we wasted on this broadcast talking about sandwiches and cheese that are people are trying to uh, feed me instead of uh, cryptocurrencies and ESG scores? So I'm not saying that the FBI doesn't have a good system here for uh, figuring out how to dismantle people getting their opinions into the world without having to actually come to my door and just pull me out of my home on Christmas. But all my neighbors are inside, I guess, in their pajama pants doing absolutely nothing. So, you know, it's not even like anyone would notice Th this would be the day for uh, for the FBI to come and collect people. Anyways, people tried to serve me some cheese. I go, I'm not eating this cheese. And now I never return sandwiches. I never return sandwiches because I'm convinced they're going to fuck up my sandwich. I know that guy's going to put his dick in my sandwich. I know he's going to add more cheese, but like secretly into it, he's going to rub it in butter and go here and no cheese. Enjoy. Good luck. Enjoy your day. But on this day, I was on a rush and you can get the longer version of this story. If you check out the shed cast, it's a weekly cast I do with uh, Mike Nice and Sid Floyd. Uh, excellent rappers. Go check out uh, Burning It Down. That was uh, uh, The Ship is Burning. That's their uh, newest EP. Anyways, let's stay focused here. We haven't broadcast in a while. You guys have cheated on me. You've checked out other broadcasts that uh, aren't as ADD and frantic as this one. And so you're not grooving with me. You're not ready for this kind of frantic energy anymore because you haven't been with me for an entire week. And so I know if I get too ADD with you guys, you guys aren't, uh, you got to work back into my, to, to the flow and rhythm. All right. So anyways, these people working with the FBI, they're trying to poison my sandwich. I know what they're up to. And I know that if I call and complain, they're probably going to rub some butter in it. But this was a special day. I was in a rush. I was trying to get to a gig. I realized it's my only opportunity to eat. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to man up. Today's going to be the day that I actually call up this sandwich shop and I return the sandwich. I call them up. They go, no problem. Bring it back. I'm like, man, that was easy. Why am I making a big deal out of this my entire life? Except then they call me back about a minute later and they're like, we're going to need you to bring that sandwich in. I was like, are you sure I got to bring this? Out? I was like, I already threw it into the garbage. You really need me to bring garbage? Sandwich? Like the manager said that the chef is saying he didn't put cheese on your sandwich. You have to bring it in. I bring that sandwich in and then the whole shop, it starts, it turns into a fucking drug dealer. Like you got, you got the goods. I'm like, yeah, I brought the goods. 
They're like, where are the goods? So I hand them the crumpled up bag with the sandwich in it. They go to the back. They all open it up. They inspect it. And then they're giving me more and more attitude. Long story short, I ended up eating chicken out of my own garbage. You can listen to the Shedcast for that. So I'm just telling you guys, I've been hungry. That, that's what's going on in my life. I'm, I'm, I'm searching now for, for new delis and restaurants. I'm driving to towns overs. I'm trying to figure out the situation because I had, I had my sandwich situation down to a sandwich science. That's why you guys hadn't heard about breads and cheeses and sandwiches all that much because I had worked out a system. I was going to this one spot. You put in your order before and you showed up. It was on the table. It was all good. Things were smoothed out. There was no variance in my life, so there was nothing to report on. I had a committed relationship with this sandwich shop where I was eating the same exact sandwich every morning. Two eggs, medium on a bagel with some grilled chicken, jalapeno peppers, and hot sauce. Very simple, very delicious breakfast. Not that exciting for me to report on on a daily basis, but I'm just telling you, I had a long-term relationship with this. And now everything's all messed up. I've been trying to work on this end-of-year thing. I've been sandwichless, just taking Adderalls and being all focused. But anyways, we're going to get back into it because this is exciting. This means that come next year, I have to re-hit the road and really drive around looking for new sandwich options. So maybe that will be the broadcast for the first month is Rob's quest for a new local loyal sandwich shop. Speaking of which, I've been thinking about my goals for uh, for next year and the things that I want to commit to. And uh, I think my New Year's resolution for next year, I don't know what you guys are uh, thinking about, what you want to commit to. Uh, but I think next year, I want to start driving drunk. That's what I'm thinking. Because I, I'm missing out on too much of life thinking that, like, I'll be places sober and enjoy it. And now after, like, three or four years of doing that, I just want to get home and eat food. That's it. I, I've, like, I've gone from, like, a guy who likes to drink and hang out to, like, can I just go home and eat cookies? That's all I want to do. No matter where I am, I just want to leave, get home, and eat cookies. I don't even have cookies here. Then I got to go look for the cookies. It's, like, a whole to-do. But all I'm just trying to say is I feel like if I got back into, like, being more of a drinker and gave up on this idea of, like, you know, driving sober, then I would actually enjoy the places that I go to. Cause like, I've even gone to concerts, like but bands that I love. And then I show up and then I'm, I'm driving myself. So I'm like, you know what? I'm not really going to drink. And then you're there for like three songs. You're like, fuck, I got to get home. I got cookies to eat. Well, it's not the cookies that you got to eat. That's not what you're wearing. But you're like, I got work tomorrow. You got all the thoughts fucking swirling your head. You're like, I can't enjoy this shit. I got all this work to get done. What am I even doing in this concert? I just paid for these tickets. Now I got to go make some more money. I can't be sitting here listening to this band that I already paid for because I'm thinking about the money that I spent on the tickets. All right. So that's what I'm thinking. I don't know what your guys' New Year's resolution is, but I got to start actually enjoying more of the moments and opportunities that life presents to me, which means not being sober. Because I feel like I gave it a good shake and it just sucks. I like I look at it and you keep thinking like, all right, no, no, I'm going to figure out how to enjoy these things. And then you just realize at some point, nah, I don't really like it. So maybe I got to figure out or I, I just got maybe the goal for the year should be to get wealthy enough. Maybe I'll pitch Yo Kratom on that. Yo Kratom uh, to, to get me a designated driver. <laughs> All right, moving on. What else do I got on my uh, topic list here? Um, oh, I guess, uh, you know, dude, I've got like a coffee shop, part of my routine. I go there every day. And every day when I go to this coffee shop, I go, you know what? This place is fucking expensive. I'm going to start making my own coffee. And then every day I wake up in the morning and I didn't make any of the supplies for my own coffee. And I go there and I get another cup of coffee. And I was like, dude, this shit's fucking expensive. I can't be doing this. I got to be saving up. So I got heat money. But then today I went to Dunkin' Donuts because my coffee place was closed. And dude, fucking Dunkin' Donuts coffee, which sucks, is like expensive too. I got like an iced coffee with a turbo shot. There was like $7.50. And I was like, wow, my, my coffee place is actually fucking good. What am, I, what am I complaining about this guy for? I'm actually saving money when I'm going there. All right. I, I've said like so much nonsense here. Let's see what's going on in the chat. 
Forest Mommy's hanging out, telling people to hit the like button. I respect that. Hip is here. Instant coffee is the shit. No, that is a that is a rough call. I can't be working my way back to instant coffee. I can't be going back there. If you get off instant coffee, because at some point when you first start drinking coffee, you go instant. Then you go back to it, and you're like, if you've upgraded even in the smallest bit. By the way, this is true in general in life. You never realize a step up in quality until you try going back down. It's like when you step up in quality, very rarely do you go, oh, wow, this is so much better. Like if you drink a really good scotch, you get better You get better uh, cookies, you go to business class. Like no one sits in a business class seat and goes, well, I've never even done it. But you're not like, oh, this is the most comfortable thing in the world. You're still uncomfortable until you go back to coach. You try going back to coach and you're like, that business class was really something. You will never experience that more than with coffee. Because I even have that problem that like once I got to New York, I was drinking like better cold brews and stuff. And then you go back to like try and drink diner coffee and you're like, ugh, this coffee fucking sucks. I'm telling you, that's a problem with life. You almost got to be careful to police yourself, not to step up too much in quality. Because then when you go back down, you're like, oh, this is terrible. Um, but respect to uh, Hippie because he uh, cut the clip of me at Porkfest and he declared me dead, which is uh, how I ended up becoming COVID Jesus. And of all my stand-up bits, I think that's gotten more views than anything. All right, let's take one more comment and then we'll see what else was on my list of randoms before we get into the news. Damn, every time I watch this show, my life seems less and less shitty. LOL, I just remember, just rub one out in your day. We'll get that. You know, I'm so happy that you put that in there. Because I'm here yelling from my living room. I never know if I'm making an impact. I never know if I'm putting positive vibes into the world. But then Coffee Guns Aquarium, he's getting the message. You can always jerk off and eat cookies. It's like having a spa in your own living room. No matter how bad life gets, it's very easy to do. And you'll inst- I mean, you're not going to get more productivity done in your day. You might just shut down and realize, all right, well, that was not the most productive thing to do. But you will have enjoyed that time period, and you'll realize that there is joy to life. So you know what? I'm happy that on this Christmas season, apparently my message is getting across to the good people of the world. All right, what other uh, uh, random things that I have on my list? Oh, Trader Joe's is starting to creep me out. Are you guys Trader Joe's people? Because I've gone through phases where you're like, man, Trader Joe's, it seems wholesome. It seems like they've got quality foods. It seems like they got their pricing structured down seems like I don't have to research the pricing. You're like, this is a reliable place. But I've had like four times now where shit that I've eaten at Trader Joe's, I've seen articles about that uh, the foods have been recalled. But then Trader Joe's doesn't call you up and go, hey, I sold you some poison. You don't go to the store and then they say a sign, hey, if you bought these items the last two weeks, we accidentally put a little bit of poison in there. Like I had some like dark chocolate shit and then they were talking that there were metals in there and dark chocolate doesn't taste good. You eat it so that because you're trying not to eat the cookies. So you're like, I'm going to eat this ultra dark chocolate. It tastes like metal anyways, but you convince yourself that you're eating deliciousness to try and, you know, you guys get it. I'm fucking crazy. You understand what, what exactly I'm putting out there. I wouldn't know if you put metal in my 80% dark chocolate. I don't know. It fucking tastes like metal as it is. Or at one point they were putting like uh, the, the, the chicken had whatever in it. I don't know. I'm just saying that they're starting to creep me out because you go in there, they don't walk up to you and go, hey, I'm sorry that we poisoned your food. I've actually heard that Trader Joe's has more recalls than anything. I've been working on any year thing. Anyone got any intel on the Trader Joe's uh, conspiracy to put poison into our food? Maybe they're working with the FBI and the sandwich shops. Um, all right, that's it. Let's, uh, let's actually get into some news topics. We're going to do a quick rundown. Today's topics. Here we go. Let's see if my music is ready. Dun, dun, dun. Here we go. Here we go. Well, Donald Trump's tax returns reveal how much NFT money he needs to be rich again. The teenager is inspired to track Elon Musk's bowel movements. 
why this government shutdown should be a going out of business sale, how many Twitter file releases until we find out Twitter is actually just running by bin Laden. Kind of fumbled that one. We're getting back into the swing, though. Ukrainian investments to make right now to get rich from the U.S. taxpayer money and how the legal industry is making a killing off of January 6th and what fake insurrection the deep state is planning next. Ooh, we got some we got some spicy stories. We got some spicy ones. I got no slides, though. We're just going to we're going to do a quick run through. I'll tell you guys some headlines and you'll be like, oh, shit, this is all the stuff that's going on in the world. Let's start with Title 42. So you got our uh, border. It's a, it's a disaster. You see these pictures of drone footage on Fox News of heat-seeking people who are coming over and farting. That's the thing. You want to come over that border, you got to hold your farts in because otherwise you're going to get picked up by the Fox News heat cam. Or you got to like cut, start cut. You got to like smuggle yourself. You know, like they'll put like drugs into like canisters of fish. You don't smell it. You got to like be wearing like an ice cube pack so that you don't come up on these heat sensors. But, you know, they're showing constant footage of people crossing the border. And then you got the people in our government saying, Shh, don't tell them that they can just come in. You're creating the border crisis. They're like, we, I don't know if you realize this, but every illegal immigrant that lives in Mexico, they're watching the news all day, every day. That's what they do. They follow American politics. I mean, they're like us. They're reading the newspaper every day. And so if they're over there, they're reading the newspaper every day and you guys are telling them the border's just open, they're just going to start coming in. So really, you're at fault for the fact that these people are coming over here. I mean, we just keep telling them that the thing is secure. I mean, sure, we're taking down the uh, uh, the the giant trucking containers that Arizona put up. And sure, uh, we never completed the wall. And sure, in this newest uh, this newest plan, we're giving money to Jordans so that they can build a border. Uh, but we're also putting in documents that say that no money can be spent on our border. But don't say that the thing's open, because if you say the thing's open, then the people just keep coming over. You're not supposed to report on these things. You're supposed to keep it quiet. It's your fault, actually, because you keep telling them that they can just come over the thing. All right. So anyways, Title 42, which uh, I've heard. Well, I'll tell you guys what it is. Basically, we got this health pandemic going on. You listen to Fauci, there's still a pandemic. I don't know if you spend time with your loved ones, but if you did, you're at fault for this pandemic. I mean, Fauci's still out there telling people to wear a mask and that they're still dying, even though they've been vaccinated. And we should all be doing our part, which is why no one should be with their loved ones this Christmas. I mean, that's if they actually survive the pandemic. Uh, but anyways, branches of government saying the pandemic's over. Other branches of the government saying that thing's not over. Title 42 existed to say, hey, if there's a medical emergency here, we can't have people coming in and then staying in the country. So I think they were just shipping them back. The problem with the just shipping them back is that it becomes a thing where I guess they can keep coming back. They can keep trying. Well, that's what some of the claims are. The Title 42 is actually encouraging people to come in because even if you got caught, there weren't the same uh, harsh penalties of not being able to retry coming in again. I don't know if that's true. People have been claiming it. On the other side, they're saying, hey, this thing's a fucking mess. It's an absolute madhouse. And at least Title 42, we, we're getting people out of our facilities because we're sending them back. You get rid of this Title 42, and you're going to be making this situation even worse. And here's where I come in to go, everybody's fucking wrong. You know why? Because if there's a health emergency policy and the thing's expiring because it no longer makes sense, then come up with a new law. Why don't you actually sit down and go, hey, we got a problem here and come up with some actual solutions? Why are we relying on, because uh, their whole argument is not, hey, yes, that was an emergency procedure. And it shouldn't exist anymore because there's no longer a health emergency. 
The argument is that even if that policy shouldn't exist anymore, we really need it because the thing's a fucking nightmare. Well, then just why don't you guys actually be grownups and sit down and figure it the fuck out? I mean, your whole thing is, hey, we're going to become politicians and we're going to we're going to work on solutions. So then go fucking do that. It's the same exact thing when they complain like uh, with, uh, hey, voter ID laws are racist. Well, what, what about a voter ID law is, is racist? What about it is racist? Like people should need an ID to vote. If there's something that's preventing people from getting an ID to vote, then go fix that process. I don't know. Is that too OCD thinking for you guys? You let me know. I think that, that makes sense in my head. Uh, all right. Then we had Zelensky. He gave his whole speech. Some of these things we talked about quite a bit on part of the problem. So uh, you guys can check out last week's episode. We did balls deep into that speech and also into uh, the latest from the Twitter files. But my big takeaway from Zelensky's speech is just how good these people are at selling their lies. The fact that all the Congress, they put on their nicest suits. They showed up like it was the Pope and it was church. Everyone's there with their loved ones. And they're like, we're all going to pretend like this is the most important thing that we've ever done. It's as if there's no other moral failings in the rest of our universe that this is the one thing. We could have a perfect globe. Our globe would be perfect. There would be no problems in any single country whatsoever. We've got a perfect utopia on this globe, except for this one situation that's going on in Ukraine. And while we can't actually step in the fight to prevent this horrible, evil thing, which is the one bad thing on the globe that's going on, we can, without actually fighting it, give a lot of resources to these people so that they could continue slowly losing a fight. I, I don't even get the fucking logic of it, but that, that's kind of the idea. It, it, it's like in, 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 in this loony reality that they're trying to showcase to us, everything is amazing across the entire globe, except for this one issue, which is that Putin has gone into Ukraine. And so we need all hands on deck to send all the American money, American money that we can over to these people. And uh, I mean, it, it, it's amazing that they're all seem to be in on the shenanigans. Very few of them seem to question it. And then for any of this uproar over this newest budgetary pass, I mean, at this point, like I can't even follow it. It's like every single month. Oh, we're going to send another hundred seventy five billion dollars to Ukraine. Oh, that's too much money. And then they don't tell you how much money we're doing beforehand or they don't go. OK, this is the last batch of money. And then, of course, we're not even reviewing where the money goes. I mean, you saw how much fraud existed with the PPE loans. Where, where How much of this money you think is even going to go into military equipment? We, that, you know what? I bet we go over to Ukraine. It's just fucking awesome over there. I bet they're just having one big old party with our money. And their whole thing is like they're actually hanging out with Russia. It's actually just Putin and Zelensky. And they're hanging out in a castle. And they're passing around money to everyone. And they're having one big fucking party. And they're like, all right, just make sure to keep putting out television of us bombing each other so that they keep sending money over here. Anyways, with all these budgetary things, is it even possible to follow anymore? It seems like every single month there's some new emergency spending bill. Like at least you could kind of get into the uproar if they said, all right, we're approving the $54 billion and that's the last to be. And then next month they're going to be like, we need more funds. We need more funds. We need more funds. Hey, there's Jews telling us that we need even more money down here. All right. Now let's talk about these uh, big old storage bins down at the border because uh, it seemed you got this hole in the fence. They never filled it in after uh, after Trump. And I'm going off of headlines and the pictures that I looked at. But it looked like they had a pretty practical solution where you're spending billions of dollars on this stupid fucking wall that's got holes in it. That seems like it's pretty easy to get over. And it seems like it was pretty easy for them just to cut out holes in the fucking wall. 
And then someone comes along and they go, hey, you know, these storage containers are pretty cheap. We can just stack two storage containers on top of each other and cover it in barbed wire and we can fill in the fence. And then they spent a couple million dollars doing it. I'd love to see the study comparatively of how much of that area they were able to cover in the storage units and how much it would have cost compared to the fence. But, you know, government doesn't like people stepping in with practical solutions, even when it's the government. I mean, how funny is that? It would be one thing if you and I just stepped up and we started building border wall and we just got it done. And they were like, well, shit, they just got it done. And we've been saying that we need 10 years and 57 trillion dollars to get this done and that it was incapable of anyone doing it. The last thing they want is practical solutions, right? They need all hands on deck. They need all the money flowing to them. And then they always needed some hiccup for why they can't complete it. And the last thing they want is someone just stepping into the market and go, yeah, yeah, I got this done. I got like, they don't want a free health clinic in the middle of your town with doctor volunteers who can just treat people because then they're like, oh shit, that could like, they, you know, Everything needs to be complicated and difficult so that we need to spend as much money as possible and it's all got to flow through them. And if anyone steps in with a practical solution, well, that's the worst thing that can happen. The worst thing that can happen to the government is that someone actually comes up with a way to solve a problem. And so there you have, they're putting up shipping containers. And then the bullshit by which they took out the shipping containers was that some environmental commission was like, this is bad. It's the middle of the fucking desert. I would like to see that explanation. Why isn't the news media and fucking people in Congress pulling whoever that lawyer is in front of Congress to go, can you please explain to me what lizard is going to die because we took over this 20 foot of debt, 20 feet of desert and put a storage container there. Can you please explain to me what fucking snake is not going to be able to continue to live in this vast desert of nothingness because of this storage container what harm to the environment? Well, we weren't able to do the aqua, aqua, adequate studies over how the environment might react to these things being here. And until we can spend billions of dollars and spend countless meetings and get bureaucrats paid to make sure that we've done a commission over all the possibilities of what might be able to happen to the environment, you can't just put forward your practical solution. That's not the way government's supposed to work. And so they've agreed to take them down. I mean, that's my snapshot on it, but it seems to be a pretty remarkable story. What else we got on my list? Malicious intent in Carrie Lake. Here's a fun one. All right, all these stories about Carrie Lake election frauds. I mean, the last time with Trump, didn't seem like he had much going with the election fraud stuff. Seems like he's putting together these fake legal cases just to make the news. You got talk of Dominion votings. You got talk of Krakens. You got some lawyer talking all sorts of shenanigans about Trump. Uh, if uh, if uh, uh, if Pence just doesn't bitch out, then what do you know? We can get this thing flipped around. So anyways, the one thing that was weird to me, and we've said it more than once, is I've watched countless reports of before elections were being certified of fucking Bugs Bunny shit of telling people that there was lunch outside and then locking them out from the things. And no one ever came back and was like, they just certify the election. No one watched that footage. I watched that footage. And then he turns around the next time and they go, well, the election was certified. But then there's no talk. Well, what happened with all those people? They were talking about the weird lunch shit. And now you got, we saw footage in Arizona of machines that look like they're 1935 fax machines, the original fax machines. They actually, they opened up one of the things. I saw a little midget there and he was pressing like uh, Morse code so that they could properly count the votes. That's the technology that they're working with. And you've got these lines and then they're talking about misallocated ballots, enough misallocated, I don't know if misallocated ballots was the, was the right term for that. But 
let's just go with screwy ballots. Let's keep it more broad so that it can be technically accurate. And then the articles I'm reading is the judge is like, well, you have to prove malicious intent. And I'm like, I don't understand. If we're talking about the fact that we actually have good elections, why do you need malicious intent? Like if the fucking process is screwy, then can you say, oh, we didn't have a good election here. We got to fix the process and do the vote again. Why do you have to prove malicious intent? If you can just prove that there was negligence or that the vote isn't an actually accurate count, why would the commission need to know that someone purposely distorted the information? Like that shouldn't be relevant. Malicious intent or just fucking, hey, we tried to run an election with faulty equipment. It should be one and the same of the end result going, hey, we can't actually certify this as being a good election because we know that the tally's wrong. And so we're going to need better equipment and we're going to have to redo it. So I don't know all the particulars on that one. I just think that it was fucking weird that they were talking about her needing to prove malicious intent. Shouldn't seem to me like that would be a relevant variable. All right, let's continue. What else we got here? Uh, if you guys did not listen to the part of the problems about the latest from the Twitter files, um, I'll give you guys the quick snapshot takeaways because it's worth knowing. But essentially, um, the FBI pays $3.5 million to Twitter and then Twitter's got to comply with it. Uh, and it's not just that, but Twitter, um, FBI got upset with Twitter because they're like, hey, we're over here and we're trying to talk about all this foreign influence. And Twitter's like, yeah, we're not seeing any foreign influence. They're calling them up beforehand. And even though they know that the uh, Hunter laptop thing is actually true, they're going, hey, this came from Russia. I think the big takeaway for me uh, about all the Twitter file information is one, Legacy media is not really reporting on it. New York Times is just going, hey, this Elon Musk guy, there's more hate on the platform. I don't even know what that means, but I don't know what metric they're using. I don't know that uh, we've seen anything happen outside of the Twitterverse to say, oh, look, look at all this hate. Before there was all this hate, we didn't have uh, all this looting going on. Like, what, what exactly has happened in our reality to prove that there's been an increase of language that seems bad on Twitter that's actually had any sort of influence or impact on the real world. You got any evidence of that in any capacity? But instead of that, instead of reporting on the fact that the FBI clearly is having direct conversations with tech platforms about censorship and they're telling Twitter, hey, you know, the other guys are a lot more responsive when we're telling them what we need to have censored. Instead of reporting on that, they're reporting on, oh, well, this Elon Musk guy is not very fair. He's a hypocrite. And there's more hate on the platform. So that, that's worse than the FBI censoring opinions that it doesn't want. That's worse than direct channels from the FBI and other agencies going, hey, you better take down this misinformation. I would like to know why we isn't more reporting on that and who's going to step up and actually investigate the FBI for as to why they seem to be representing some aspect of the deep state or Democratic Party that, I mean, it, I mean how clear is it at this point? Like who at the FBI made the call that the Hunter Biden laptop was going to come out and that they needed to do everything they could to say that it was Russia. And what evidence do they have to even back up that claim at the time that they called all these tech companies? Like who specifically was that person? And how come we're not having a conversation around that? You know why? Because they don't want that information coming out. Uh, all right, let's cover two more topics and then let's call an episode. But before we do, we got to make that heat money. So once more, Jake's Mint Chew 
Go get yourself some CBD. You probably had relatives. They hooked you up with some cash, or maybe they gave you some shit gift. Maybe they put something into that stocking that you're like, I'm never going to wear this in my entire life. Maybe they stuffed the stocking with more stockings, and you're opening this thing up, and you're like, what, what is this, some kind of avant-garde joke? I'm a, I'm a dude. What are you telling me? I'm supposed to be a lady? You're putting stockings into my stocking stuffer? You stuffed my stockings with stockings, and you're all fucking pissed off. Little do you know, the guy accidentally left the receipt in the bag. And now you got $60 worth of stuffing stockings, and you're going to go return that shit. And now you're like, well, I can buy myself a gift because I got a full $50. So what should you do? Go to Jake's Mint Chew. Get yourself some American-made CBD. It's a, it, the shit's fucking delicious. Comes in nice little pouches you can keep in your car. They got the coffee pouches, too. You can get some energy. And uh, you calm yourself the fuck down. Jake's Mint Chew, high-quality, American-made CBD. They got gummies. They got soaps. They got a diverse line of product. But the core product that I recommend to you, the good listeners of this show, who sadly got bad, shitty fucking gifts, is go return the gifts, and then you use promo code ROB. You get 15% off. You support the sponsors. You support the show. Who are the other sponsors? Dude, I went for a run today. I got myself my sheets. That's what I did. It's fucking freezing out. I'm going to go to that website, and I will be loading up on those long johns. Because they are comfortable as all hell. Even if you're not doing exercise, I think I'm going long johns all winter. For a long time, I was the kind of guy, firstly, long johns, they looked weird. Something weird. Like, I, I, I'm not going to call long johns gay. But there was something like, it was weird if you were wearing long johns. But these are a different fabric. I kind of like it. Like, the same way I like sleeping in pajama pants over underwear. Uh, because it's like you get, well, I like being naked in my pajama pants. Because there's something about, like, having fabric the whole way down. As opposed, it's like, to me... Wearing like boxers, I'm not saying I never wear boxers, but sometimes it's like the sensation of wearing one sock. You know how annoying it is having one sock on? You kind of like having an even feeling. Well, I almost find that with like the long johns. I know this might sound crazy until you put them on, but it's like now that you almost feel more naked because it's like one even fabric feeling across your entire leg and it's instant coziness. I mean, you put your dick in the sheath hole, you put your balls in that pouch and you're wearing a thin layer of that pants underneath your actual pants. I mean, right away, you're like, I feel good about myself. I feel good about my life. And then, of course, yo, Kratom and yo, Deltas, you know, go go, go load up on Delta 8, man. Go load up. Buy yourself a big-ass fucking baggie. If you get that big-ass baggie of Delta 8 gummies and use my promo code RYM for 20% off, dude, you, you know how high you can get? You can be getting high for a long-ass fucking time. All right. I'm going to cover one last topic. But before I do, end of year at the Shell this weekend, come out and... Probably Wednesday or Thursday night, I'm going to run it over Zoom. I saw two emails. Email me. Put in the subject line, invite. That's the only way that you guys are going to be able to get to the Zoom show of the end of year thing, which I will run once to make sure that I've memorized before I show up to the shell. Red food dyes. I was reading this article today that red food dye causes IBS. And why do we even have food dye whatsoever? Like, who looks at, like, red Gatorade and thinks to themselves, well, that's the color I want. That's the natural, like, just make everything fucking clear. Why do we need these weird fucking food dyes? It's like, it's artificially flavored anyways. Like, you, you, the red looks toxic. Just give me the clear version of it. And then, yeah, I'll drink your flavored sugar water. But I guess, like, what, what does the red color do for me? They're talking about Skittles, talking about uh, your uh, nacho cheeses. Like, I, I, I mean, there's white cheddar. Just call it white cheddar. Why, why you got to put the red dye on to pretend like you're the colors of the rainbow if that's going to be giving me IBS? Like, let, 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 like the sugar's going to fuck me up enough. Like, who came along and said, hey, that sugar's not enough. Let's make sure that it's this unpleasing to the eye color. 
I mean, like if you were to show me a clear product versus the red product and the red looks like it was out of like a nuclear reactor, who's going, I want the red. They almost trained us to want the food dye, which looks fucking disgusting anyways. And then it doesn't add to the flavor. It's not like, in other words, the sugar is the flavor. So I would understand if the sugar came back weird fucking red that you would go, all right, well, that's what tastes good. But that's not the part that tastes good. The, the part that looks disgusting adds nothing other than apparently it's bad for you. So why not just not have it? Like, I understand it when it tastes good, but if it's doing nothing for the taste, and for me, it visually doesn't do fucking shit, why do we need it? All right. And then last one. Oh, okay. So you do have some reporting about the bullshit pork that they put into the spending bill. One of the big ones people were up in arms about is that apparently they're sending money over to Jordan to build their wall, but then they had some provision that we can't have any wall money in over here. But the even creepier one was, my God, are they getting funding for the January 6th lawyers? I mean, we we already talked about it. You want to end violence? You want to end like uh, like we were talking about when you had all of those uh, riots going on? They could be reviewing footage, but they didn't care to do it. January 6th, though, they went through every piece of footage that ever existed. They linked it up with people's Facebook. And then you talk about how, like, there's never any defense money here. You get some fucking corporate lawyer. But when it comes to prosecuting motherfuckers, well, apparently they'll put like a 1.2 or $1.1 billion into paying out lawyers if they're going after people for January 6th. January 6th might have been the biggest moneymaker for, I guess, government prosecutors that has ever existed. And they're going to make sure that there's continuous funding for it, which I don't know. That gets particularly creepy. All right, we did it. We are back in business, everybody. When are we next going to do a rundown on the news? I don't know. Maybe Wednesday. Then we're going to have the end of year thing. Come out to the shell. Come watch it live. It's going to be a, it's going to be a good one. And then it's new. And then it's the new year. We're back to driving drunk, which is a joke. If you're a law prosecutor and you want evidence of behavior that I didn't actually engage in, I mean, go listen to the other nonsense. I've been telling people that the vaccines don't work. All right. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. It's literally called misinformation. You're going to try and use these words against me. I know what these government prosecutors are, 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 are getting into with billions of dollars to spend. All right. That's uh. That's our episode. St. Michael's going to come hang out. I'm buying tickets even if I don't make the drive. I appreciate that. Support the show. Uh, and, you know, maybe you can let other people know that they're, you got tickets uh, available for them. Forest Mommy just ate a big-ass red velvet cupcake. I can respect that as well. St. Michael, show up. And St. Michael, let people know where the Clips channel is. St. Michael has been doing a good job of um, putting out some clips. Hippie, I'm in Vermont, might make it to New Hampshire. Dude, come the fuck out. Especially the New Year's evening. If you don't have New Year's plans, and I got to tell you, most years on New Year's, I've sat in my house, in my, in my house. I've been home. I've been like, hey, I get out there. I have enough fun. Leave this one to the kids. Except this year, I'm throwing the party of parties. I'm bringing my favorite band with me, the Shedcast Boys. So here's what's going on. I got three of my favorite local comics. They're going to be getting up. I'm going to do about 40 minutes. I'm going to do about, I, I don't know how long my presentation is, probably about 45 minutes. And then I'm going to get hammered and I'm going to party and I'm going to enjoy the tunes of the Shedcast guys while I get just to fucking hang out. So if you're out there and you don't have any plans, show up to the shell. It's going to be a fun evening. Uh, I don't think there's a formal curfew. I don't know how late I'm going to be hanging out. You never know when I just want to go home and eat cookies. Uh, but I would suggest making the ride. I will only be doing this live once. Uh, some of this material is going to be that night and that night only. Some of it might not actually make it out onto what I put out into the world. So coming out, support the show. St. Michael at Fire Clips on YouTube. Many clips to be uploaded soon. There you go. All right. Hey, man, 
Merry Christmas, everybody. Nice to be back yelling from the living room. And uh, hopefully end of year thing goes well. And then we'll be back to probably three or four times a week next year. All right. Later, dudes.